Welcome to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Before we start this uh, movie club edition of Bad Cody Funky, we have a few items to get out of the way. So this week there was the uh, Paris Gaming Week um, in which Sony showed a couple different games off via trailers and teasers um, from their PlayStation platform. Uh, so someone to note, Gran Turismo is coming back as Gran Turismo Sport. Uh, they promised some fierce online play. You'll be able to get a trophy in their in their kickoff launch tournament. It looks pretty awesome. Tekken 7 is coming out, the new Tekken, for all you fighting game fans. Uh, Uncharted 4 showed off their multiplayer. Naughty Dog was very uh, excited to show that to us. Um, the studio that brought us Resogun, the arcade space shooter on PlayStation 4, unveiled a teaser trailer for a pretty look- cool-looking game called Matterfall, in which uh, looks like you're a third-person, first-person shooter. It could be a platformer. Uh, you're a guy in a suit that runs around shooting things. Looks pretty cool. Uh, Avicii Vector, so uh, Avicii, the EDM DJ, world-renowned, uh, has a game coming out. Uh, it's his music. It looks kind of like um, uh, Soundwave. Uh, not Soundwave. I forget the, the name of the game where you can float on uh, on tracks and, and uh, go by go with the music and you're in a spaceship and things like that. But it looks like that. It looks pretty cool. It's with uh, Avicii's music. Also, the other really, really cool thing, aside from a, a new trees interior for Star Wars Battlefront, is the uh, game Detroit. Uh, made by the studio behind Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. What's cool about this game is that back in 2012, there was a teaser trailer uh, by the name of Kara. It showed an artificial intelligent uh, um, uh, girl being made and being self-aware that she was of artificial intelligence, so she wasn't real. Um, There was a narrator, well, her builder, who was talking to her, and uh, it was such a a successful demo that um, that, uh, Project S3 thought, hey, uh, there's a good reaction to this, Um, let's make it into a game, and it's called Detroit. Looks pretty cool, it's a futuristic world, kind of like iRobot, in which uh, you have a bunch of different uh, AI um, androids running around doing different tasks, uh, you know, just like our robot, they cook, clean, things like that, sweep up. But she's different. She's aware, and she goes out into the world. And uh, in the teaser trailer, they all look at her. Catch uh, more of these things and more on Bad Cody Funky, as well as uh, Twitch launching its creative platform. And uh, with that, they're showing you all 403 episodes of uh, The Joy of Painting with Bob Ross. Bob Ross is the <laughs> the amazing painter with the with the, the afro, Happy Little Trees. And uh, yeah, that's what Twitch is launching off their creative section where you can go ahead and uh, paint and draw and sketch and things like that. And uh, yeah, enjoy the podcast. It could look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. Because it's the Bad Cody Funky Podcast! Ah! Yeah! Yeah! Hooray! <laughs> he chimed in. <laughs> there you go. Welcome everybody to issue 25 of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. With us tonight, we have our always favorite and regulars. We have the Scourge himself, Sergio. Hey! The one and only Booster Greg. What up? 
Amber. Hey. And of course, me, the Bearded Menace. So this week we're ta- we're doing our movie club, and we got to see or we actually watch a horror movie classic, or soon to be horror movie classic. I hope it follows. Now, I personally love this movie because it has a a very slow building story. Even though it starts off pretty scary and pretty quick, the story builds and it gives you characters that you really kind of want to see succeed or survive. But also, it's filmed in a very kind of like spooky, claustrophobic aesthetic. Um, great movie. I'm not going to lie. kind of scared the crap out of me when I first saw it and made me question every <laughs> single stranger I met. Um, it didn't help that I saw it in a crowded movie theater, so I just basically stared everyone down as I walked out, which is not a good idea when you look like when you look like me with a big giant beard. So, um, yeah, guys, let's get to it. So, what'd you guys think? I, you not you know how I feel. So, what do you, how do you guys feel about the movie? What'd you guys think? Funny, you should say you were uh, freaked out after. I was freaked out, but I was more appreciative that I didn't have an invisible, shape shifting sex demon hunting me down. So, I went to sleep pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty easy that night, knowing that. It's like the worst STD ever. Like fuck gonorrhea. It's like. You know, at least you can live for a couple, like, 7, 8, 20 years, you know, but, like, this is, like, a sex demon, so it's, like, you have to keep on moving. You can't stay and work at your job or at the pharmacy. No, no, you gotta, like, get up and move and go somewhere else because you have, like, a sex demon STD thing chasing you. <laughs> and what's so cool about it is, like, right off the bat, the movie shows you what it does to you. I mean, like, so you're not, you're not, like, wondering what's gonna happen. It's, you're very aware. Whereas, like, a lot of horror movies keep that mystery. But this one, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the mystery of, of what it is. You know very clearly what it is. The movie straight up tells you what it can do, what it's, like, what it can do, what it wants to do. It's, uh, and it's all there. It's still equally scary. What's nice about it is I'm a big fan of when horror movies or just movies in general. I know me and Sir talk about this all the time is when um, when movies don't spoon fed you what's going on or right, spoon right. feed you like plot points, stuff like that. And It Follows does a really good job of doing that. They give you just enough to let you come up with your own conclusions but not give you everything. And like every single thing about this movie is kind of freaky. Like for one, like the aesthetic. Everyone's using like old – Shit! If you ever like when you're like when they're in the living rooms, for instance, or like the girls' bedroom, they're old TVs with the bunny ears. You know, there's like no computer anywhere in sight in anyone's home. Um, no one's really using cell phones. If they are, they're like the old school flip phones. They're not like smartphones. And like the way it's shot, the camera angles, like the slow moving, like the beginning scene when we're outside the house and the girls in the pool. That beginning scene, her, like, buddy's, like, you know, the, the friend basically is, like, knocking on the front door and, like, the, basically the camera angle, like, the camera pans over to her, like, swimming in the swimming pool. He's getting the swimming pool, like, taken care of. For whatever reason, it's kind of spooky just because it moves really slowly and there's, like, very low, like, 80s music kind of playing. So it's, like, yeah, like, every part about this movie was planned out to, like, the extreme detail and that's... What I like about it, like every single part was like more or less like thought through, and like the characters. Well, it was were... very artsy. Yeah, exactly. It's like it felt like I was watching almost like a hipster horror movie. If that makes any sense. <laughs> well, I mean, it had a very low budget. Very low budget, and like not only that, but the music was very just like eighties ish. Like it reminded me of. It was actually it had a, I think the artist that um, that made the music I, I don't remember the exact name but it was something disaster but he does a lot of chip tune music which is uh, very much influenced by the uh, the 
audio of older games, so something you'd hear on the NES uh, yeah, or the uh, or the Genesis. Yeah. And uh, but they they did a very good job of mixing it with like with bass, which mm-hmm. just in the uh, with like the way the scenes were shot, it had just a very heavy, very very ominous tone. Whenever that music started, like right at the beginning of the movie, with that girl running away. Like the unnamed uh, victim at the start, mm-hmm. it just has like right yeah. off the bat that bum 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 mm-hmm. bum bum, and it was, it was so successful in what it what what it wanted to convey. What I liked the most, what I thought was interesting, like especially because like camera angles, I felt like I was watching like a a very spooky like Wes Anderson film, you know, like just like the wide angles and just everything's taking up space. It really is like no like negative space. Any negative space is actually like very well put together. So. That yeah. being said, there were some scenes at the start that I did think dragged on a little bit too long. It wasn't that I'm against long, drawn-out shots, but there was just some scenes where I just kind of was just waiting for it to cut, like, okay, something happened, please. But overall, it didn't take me out of the film enough to ruin the experience. I liked how they had ebooks. Yeah, that was one thing I was wondering about. It's like, when does this movie take place? Because they have the house phone, they have the old TV, but that girl had, like, the Kindle right at the start. It was like a Kindle that was in, like, a, in a clam makeup shell. clamshell. Yeah. <laughs> which was really weird. It was, like, the weirdest shit ever. Like, when, when Jen and I saw it, she turned to me and she's like, what is that? And I was like, I have no idea. I was you like, know? why is that like, e-reader that. in a birthing pill? Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it was weird. Birth control thing. Yeah, I was like, uh, why is that in that? And it's weird, too, because they kind of focused on it, but just cut away and just never mentioned it ever again. Yeah, and she uses and it a right. lot, too. She uses it, like, not just to read books, but she uses it as we use our cell phones as a flashlight in a couple scenes. Yeah. I was Which like, raises what? the question, just throughout the film, there was a serious lack of investigation as to what this thing was. <laughs> I mean, if someone's chasing after you, first thing you do, okay, cell phone, what is this? Okay, chasing after me, after sex, all right. Um, well, I mean, the, they're not, like, in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Like, I don't think that occurred to them to, like... I mean, but if something's chasing after you, something supernatural, or something that's, like, that no one, obviously, no one else can see. Like, they make that very clear. No one else can see it. She, she, like, thinks, well, she knows that her, like, friends and family think she's crazy. Yeah. So, at that point, something's up. Yeah, I mean, in the first, like, good chunk of the movie, like you were saying, like, everyone just assumes she's crazy, or is going Mm -hmm. through some sort of, like, PTSD from, like, potentially being raped, even though she wasn't. Yeah. Um, but I think once they realize that she's... Well, I mean, yeah. immediately after, kind of. Well, she wasn't, like, real. Like, she willingly, you know, had sex with the guy. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, she got, like... She got kidnapped, not raped. Yeah, well, I went to the movie completely blind, so yeah, I had too. no yeah. idea what to expect. I thought he was the, uh, like, the monster in the movie at first, when he, when he like, gagged her. Yeah. And then when he had her in the wheelchair, I was like, what's going on? Like, is he going to torture her? Like, what's happening? Well, I was thinking, like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, wow, he's like the world's worst rape- rapist because he gets consensual sex and then, like, chloroforms her. I was like, what are you doing? What's going on? I don't understand what you're doing right now. But, like, and then I watched it. I was like, oh, okay. But I think in how the movie misdirects you is just a testament to how well it's written. Like, I mean, contrary to like, most oh, horror sure. films, it's just, yeah. it, it's, it takes you by surprise at every turn. I was like, with with the music, with the angles. I mean, not a single thing about this movie could I have foreseen. What I liked is like, especially in the beginning of the movie, when him, when the girl and the guy that gives her like the the STD rather, um, when they're like chilling out like in a diner, speaking, talking to each other. 
the camera actually, and I thought I didn't notice it when I first saw the movie in theaters, but the camera actually pans out to someone walking towards him outside hmm. before we even know what the hell is going on. So really, oh my god! Yeah, Ugh. so like seriously, watch it again, and there's a part where they're like actually eating in a restaurant, and they're oh, sitting yeah. by like this big window, and they can't. They're talking, and the camera like starts to move away like behind the girl. And then it unfo- it focuses in on outside. Oh no, I saw that. Outside. I did see that. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- that's why you said he wanted to to, to go. I mean, like uh, I know the significance. No, no, no. no. That yeah, was like, like wait, that was knowing... like a bit after that. No, no. Was that was that the beginning? Yeah, it was, was in the beginning, the but it was like after like the whole like movie theater. That's where they went to after. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, we gotta go. I gotta get. It was get like when they were and going to get food, right? No. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I remember thinking that's the reason why he left. Because like, oh, yeah, there goes yeah. the thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the thing was in the movie theater, and then he was like, uh, you know, I know you want to be that girl in the the yellow dress. And then she was like, what are you talking about, what yellow dress? And he was like, ah, we gotta go. That part was really cool, because it was just like, oh, we as as the audience don't see anything, so I guess, oh, he's seeing something right now. Oh, shit, that's the thing that follows. Or he's just that crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Or that. Well, no, because Uh, you're the purpose of the movie, so... I like yeah. to think that it takes place in the future, but like they're just really poor, so that's why like yeah. they don't we don't see any future tech except for the clamshell thing. It's weird because like they don't act like your everyday teens or just like kids in their twenties like now because basically they're all they're on the front porch playing cards, you know. Yeah, they're, they're they're poor or hipsters or both or both, yeah. <laughs> all of the because no one all does that. Both. All these motherfuckers that come into my shop, all they do is they play cards on their fucking phones with each other. So they don't even, they don't even exchange like actual like. DNA residue on cards, you know? Kids so, these days. God, yeah. God dang it. <laughs> yeah, like, rude awakening when technology disappears and they have to play cards with their hands. No, seriously, yeah. Like, when I went to, uh, to my buddy's house, like, his little brother had all of their friends over and they were all in a living room just on their phones. Like, all the couches were filled up with all these kids and they were all on their phones. And I was like, why are you guys even, like, here? They're like, oh, you know, we want to hang out. <laughs> but you're all in your phones. I mean, like, I kind of get it. Like, I'll invite people over and we'll just, like, play the same game together. But it's, like, the offline game. We're just talking while we play it. I mean, it's, it's yeah, still, I, like, I a, just, a communal I was just gonna thing. Yeah, I was going to say. No, no, but, but even, even still, like, when I walked in, like, there was barely any communication. And then I was just like, wait a minute. How many of you guys are talking to each other right now? And then, like, two girls laughed. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, you're, like, you're, like, you mean to tell me you're talking to Because they laughed. I was like, you mean you're talking to her and you're talking to her, but you're on your phone? They're like, well... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we're just getting old. <laughs> it's because they're all talking shit about everyone in the room. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. I will left. fuck everyone in this room. And, it's oh, not I what? It's I, not I, the I said that out loud. I didn't type not. that. Oops. Sorry. Oops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will give everyone the It Follows virus. I swear. The sexually transmitted demon. Sexually transmitted demon. That's even better. STD. And you can still use the same letters. <laughs> Amber Hooray! Did it. Amber, did Amber it. solved you, the puzzle. You answered, she did you answered it. the secret question. You did Success. it. Success. There you did. There you go. Secret question done. And uh, we're going to hit stop recording now. And 16 minutes, 37 seconds. Good Sexually done. transmitted demon. <laughs> yeah, like, That's kinda, not way worse than it really is. It, it seemed like it was a metaphor for STDs. I was like, is that what this is? Because you pass it on to the next person. Somebody, This guy was like, somebody give it to me. I really didn't want to give it to you, but kind of had to. Well, I actually, I did a little bit of research, and I think it was, there was a, some theories that it had to do with uh, with like the AIDS scare. Hmm. But um, I, I think that, at the, I think, I'm not sure if that was backed up by the director. I think it was talking about, 
I think it was more of uh, the story was born out of like a nightmare he had or something, and he elaborated on that afterwards. And it was kind of this, this thing you know everything about that's after you, but you can do nothing to stop. And like that kind of the hopelessness and the, the way out isn't even a way out. Mm. I mean, like I I didn't read in depth, so take this all with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of perused the um, IMDb trivia page for it. And there's a lot of things that the director said after the movie, like rules that he made that just seemed kind of like he was trying to cover his own ass because people were like, oh, this is easy. Just go to Hawaii. <laughs> but like, what if it gets on the boat or the plane? Like, But that's the thing is like, how's it going to get through fucking airport security? Well, I mean, it's it's slow, but it's not dumb. Right, but like, so it can, it can. I mean, for all we know, it could just wander. It's we can like swim across the ocean. I mean, we saw it could swim at the end of the movie. Yeah, but I mean, like, it has to walk there. Yeah, I mean, underwater. yeah, there's 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 ways, but these kids are like in high school. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, it's never even established how old they are. Like, they're either in high school. They're no, they're in, they're in their twenties. They're not in their high school. They're in their, oh, they're in their twenties. Okay, well, um, they all they look young as that... fuck. All right, yeah, yeah, they were driving well, yeah, around. They, and... th- yeah, they said they're driving around, but like uh, I think they say at one point that Jay is twenty-one. So like her sister could be younger, her sister could be in high school, um, right. but I don't think any of them were. I think they're all. I out. guess that makes sense because I was wondering how she could just like leave class so often and not like be in trouble. Yeah, it's college. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> they just they they just want your you money. Reflect we on all your know. score. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's literally just a matter of driving somewhere. When it sees you, you drive further. When it sees you, you drive further. You know, you just loop around America on a forever road trip and you'll be okay. Forever road trip. No, yeah. it's true, because I thought that also. It's like, why not just get on, like, basically drive all the way to, like, but, like the East Coast or one of the coasts. Throw their life away? Like, I mean, like, I, I, they were trying to figure out what it was in the first place and, and convince people that it even existed and never mind how to escape it. I mean, like, how would she, this college student still living home with her, like, family, just have the money to just move away? Like, who's she going to convince? Just get off the grid, man. You know, uh, just the, go into the, the, the forest the and be there. That's all she needs. You know? <laughs> just a guy with a car. <laughs> Who I'm pretty sure is a drug dealer anyways, and he can be anywhere and do his job, so... Yeah. It'll be fine. I mean, it's either change your life or have no life. Yeah. I mean, or just pass it along. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, then they tried that a couple times throughout the movie, too. I mean, actually, there was was one point I was actually a little confused about. Um, Do you think that she passed it on to those guys in the boat when she swam out? To them oh or absolutely she, absolutely because like it's kind of uh it's inferred that she that she does but like she could have not because it shows up like immediately after like did they just get killed like that fast well yeah they don't know what's going on so they're probably like hey look at this idiot he's come up to us uh, and like or like and then or like the guy yeah. said like basically it's like it can be anyone just to get close to you so it's like oh look at this hatchet that wants to another hatchet that wants to bang me awesome you know like <laughs> lord knows what they did it were on that boat you know like but because there's three of them and one of her, and she was driving back crying, so God knows what happened. But <laughs> whatever happened, it, it killed him really quick. Yeah. yeah. Is it like correct to assume that it just like fucks you to death? Yes. Well, we don't really. I mean, I think it does whatever hurts the victim more, because he says that it looks like someone that you care about to hurt you. So I think that if you just if you've given up, it probably just like kills you in the worst way like that girl at the start she had just given up so it was like you know what i'm just gonna like rip you apart but that guy uh the drug dealer guy 
it like took the form of his mother and then had sex with him to death. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think it does whatever is like the thing that will like, get to you most. She had a boob hanging out. It was great. Yeah. Most of the time when it takes the form of a female, it has a boob hanging out. I don't know, man. Well, yeah, you're right. But at least in that case, the boob looked kind of nice. When it first showed up like in her kitchen, that was kind of fucked up. Yeah, still nice boobs. Yeah, but they were like drug addict, like non-classy prostitute boobs, you know? Like Yeah, that's true. I mean, but it was spooky. Like, she just turns around and, like, there it is. And it starts walking God, towards her. That got her. to me so much. Just and, like, how, the, and it's, like, missing teeth and peeing. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> yeah. I was always nervous. It wasn't one of those times where you can, like, I never got desensitized to its, like, methods of scaring me because it just, it did, just did such a good job. Like, the buildup, the, like, when, there were times when nothing was happening. I was just, I can't look. I can't look right now. <laughs> well, that's what makes it great because they don't use. And, they don't. They do the two things that I love. They don't when they don't do. They do do horror movies. One, no jump scares. You know, I mean, it kind of had them, but it wasn't like like overdone. Like, I mean, it was like, didn't abuse them. Yeah, or there wasn't like a loud noise with it. You know, but just like it had like, it had, like the basketball noise. hitting her window that like really freaked me. <laughs> but that wasn't even it. That was yeah. just like the kid trying to get a peep. Yeah, in. and like I think the monster itself was, didn't use any of the tropes. It was kind of like the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, like, the monster for me, like, I think this one of the least scary monsters in horror. Really? For me personally, because, like, I just, like, usually, like, you know, you watch the movie, you're like, that's not scary. And then, like, the lights are out, and you have to make that long walk from your living room to your bedroom in the dark. And you're like, oh, God, anything could come out. But, like, the, the specificity of this particular monster is just, like... I know it's not going to get me because I don't apply to it. So you mean by like, that? So, like, like I'm not going around having a time with ladies. So, like, this, I'm not going to get, like, you know. Right, but I think the idea that. of it, I mean, at least if you care about, I mean, I cared about the main character a lot in the movie. So I was like, oh, crap, she's eh. going to die. You know, like. She was kind of vanilla. Eh. I mean, I think that's just so you can kind of imprint yourself on the character. Yeah, that's true, too. I mean, like, it's all subjective, like. If you if you relate to a character, you're going to be more invested in that story, right? Because you're like, oh shit, that's like me, but not, but it is, but kind of more handsome. Yeah, there's a, there's not. like a like a balance between the two. You want to have like a character sure. that has agency, but then you want to also be able to have the audience kind of tap into that. Sure. Yeah, and I mean like the suspense, the way it was shot, that was all great, and it definitely like had me going while the movie was on. But like afterwards, it was just like a. Oh, okay, you know, there's no That's like not like not like for example like you know with me and Ch- the child's play situation, where when I was a kid I was like frightened of all of my toys because I was like oh my god they're all gonna come to life and kill me, <laughs> um, because I owned toys and like that kind of preyed on I guess a fear right. that I didn't know I had. This is just like this thing is just gonna walk at you and I can think of a million ways to like extend my life during it. Like, like why <laughs> yeah, not? But, like, I mean, the thing is, why is not it, let is it, it can follow do you? Weird in... stuff, though. Like crawl on your the roof of your house. Right, right, and that's all fine. That's all like scary and stuff. But like, why not just lure it into a safe on a boat, lock the safe, dump it in the ocean? 
Well, they, they kind of they show that. Like, when the first time you actually see it interact with uh, people who can't see it, you know, when it lifts up her hair and they try to, like, hit it yeah, with, yeah. With, the, uh, with the chair and then it throws them to the side and they yeah. go inside the building and it rips open the door. Like, the thing's really strong. Like, it's right, not, right, it's, it's, it's like, a demon. Like, it's a straight about, up monster. Like, solid steel. Like, I, don't, it I feel broke like if into it's. into a, a wood rotting, a wood, rotting wood shack. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I like, I assume that it was as strong as it needed to be to get to you. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh, like they that's terrifying. They that's really terrifying. Keep in yeah. mind, though, like, yeah, yeah, you could say it's super strong because it kicked that, they, like, punched that kid, like, far away. Yeah. But at the same time, when it, the drug dealer guy, when it was going to kill him, it just tried opening the door and then stopped and just broke a window. If it was really strong, it would have busted through the door. Well, it escalates. Right. It, it, I think, well, the, the kind of nature that I got from it, what, I, mean, I think I just rationalized things a lot. <laughs> I don't know. But um, what I got from it was that it tries the simplest route and goes on from there. So, like, it knocks on the window. It knocks on the window again. It knocks on the window again. Then it takes a rock, hits the window, crawls over, like, haphazardly, <laughs> crawls over. That was great the, because it was so creepy. Because, like, yeah, I was like, hey, oh, okay. It sort of just so, does whatever. It's lazy. Yeah, but it, that was but so cool. Because, like, I was like, okay, how, it's not going to get inside because the door's closed on this stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. It can break windows? That's cheating. It's so cheating. You can do that. And then that? it's like it's in a pool, right? It's gonna walk in, but then it's get it's taking like, it, but then they're shooting at it, so it starts to swim. Then they shoot it once, so it's like kind of falling beneath the surface of the water. Then it starts to swim up and grabs her leg. So like it just it does whatever it needs to do, with the least amount of effort. But like, wouldn't punching through the window be the least amount of effort? Well, no, it, it it tries like each each effort is like is its own unique is like its own self-contained like exertion. So. What's what's the simplest thing first? Knock on the door, see if they open. Right, Knock no, no, I, I get that, but like, yeah. it's more work to pick up a rock and throw it, like a heavy rock and throw it through a window. Well, what, what would you do to... in between knocking on the window and throwing the rock? Punch the window. It has. But to then to yeah, they might hurt themselves. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt itself. It gets right up. No, but I'm saying then then it might hurt itself if it just like punched the window. It would like get glass in its arm or whatever. When a rock doesn't hurt itself. Um. Right, but like it, I don't think it hurting itself matters because a like we haven't seen that it feels pain. Well, we I mean, see it, that we it did bleeds. Though, because when it got shot, it would it would fall to the ground and right. But I think it's just the second. impact of the of the bullet. Well, I mean, like it would literally shut down. Like when it got shot through the head, it would like completely like cease. Did it cease? Because I yeah. remember it getting bit right back up. No, because when they shoot it, um, when it's still before the pool. Um, they, uh... Well, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but like, like let's say for yeah. example, like I'm talking about more specifically, um, at the 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 cabin, where like it shoots him in the neck and he just gets right back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. but that, that that's like it showing. Like I mean, maybe can it can it regenerate? Did it keep the wound? I don't remember that. Yeah, I mean, like it didn't keep the wound that I saw because it just changes its form. Yeah, right. you know. Um, like honestly, I think it just reacts to because okay, one, we can react to anything that's like solid. We know that, so you can door, glass, whatever. You know, kid hit it with a chair and it just kicked them away. So we saw the chair break over it or not break over, bend over it and then just throw it. So I think it just reacts to like whatever impact that um is dealt to it. So like the bullet hitting it in the neck kind of dropped it, but it got back up as something else. You know, and it just. I mean, it's kind of tough because the guy kind of did go. The director, did, the director and or writer just went everywhere with it. So a lot of the rules that apply to the first half of the movie don't apply to the second half of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. like 
for instance, I thought it was really scary when there's nothing you could do to stop it. You know, maybe close a door and that's about it, but it's still going to get to you. I thought that was terrifying. But once they're able to interact with it physically, I kind of lost some of the terror with it. Just yeah. because the rules of the game changed. Because mm. now you can do things to it to trap, like Greg said, trap it or do this, do that. When originally it was just like, okay, so you're on the second floor. I'm not going to go upstairs. I'm just going to be there because I'm a demon, you know. Or you're behind a door. Okay, I'll just sit here and wait for you to come out. Um, but once you're able to like physically do things to it, it kind of loses that whole like fear aspect, you know. And to be honest, like I can't really see, like the guy, like the guy said in the beginning, Jay. It's like it's not dumb. So maybe you can't trap it that easily. Like let's say you set up like a like a you set up like um. What's it called? Like a, a safe for it to go into. You still need two exits so you can actually escape to the other side. Or at least a big enough safe where you can run around and trap it in there. But there's no reason saying that it'll actually go into the safe. It'll probably just wait on the outside and just wait for you to come out. Could be. yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, or like, while, well, while it's in the safe, I mean, it's always going to follow you. So let's say you trap it in the safe, but you don't give the special gift to anyone else. So, uh, it's out at sea, it's at the bottom of the ocean. Who's it to say it won't just keep punching the wall or kicking it or whatever or trying to get out? I mean, eventually, that'll wear down, you know. Over, right, right, but I, I don't mean it time. as, like, a permanent, like, I mean that as it'll buy you, like, maybe four or five months. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so you can, like, get a solid situation going on and living and you start seeing it again. And you're like, all right, cool, like, you know, time to get the other safe and you just, like, invest in safes. Guys, I, I got it. I know, I know what this movie's about. I got it. It's not about, like, a sexually transmitted demon or abstinence. You know what it's about? It's what it's really about, and it plagues us all, and it follows us to the very end. Student loan debt. Oh, God. Think about it. Think about it. You know? No matter what you do, you it'll never you stop. You can't give it to somebody, though, like, through sex. Yeah. Technically, you could if you marry them. You can, can give sex, it though. to someone through death? I don't know. I mean, if you marry someone, you know, technically speaking, they're stuck with your debt also because, you know, you got to pay that bitch off anyway. But, yeah. Yeah, but you, you still also marry someone without sex. So, Debunked. Debunked. I should be on Mythbusters. Mythbusters. I had something. I had something. It could have gone somewhere. Damn you guys. Look, I busted it. Mythbusted. Yeah. You could just let me have it, damn it. Damn you yeah, guys. It's, it's, damn it's terrifying how, uh, like, especially um, just even from, from the get-go where he, he gets her in the car, he has x and stuff, and then he, you know, chloroforms her and shit. Is like, yeah, puts her in the chair. When she's in the chair and, and he's like, okay, it's coming, and you see this person walking, you're like, okay, whatever. And then it just slowly walks towards them, and she comes up into that abandoned uh, place that they're in, and the girl's in a chair, and this woman is just walking. He's like, you see it? You see it? Just the way that she's walking very, very slowly, just mm. not reacting to any stimuli, the place they're in, the lighting, them shouting, nothing, just deadpan walking towards them. And when he walks up beside it and fly, like shines a flashlight and everything, and, it, and, it's, and it's interesting how uh, he can still see it, too, I guess it because it revealed itself. I mean, it would be even scarier if it kind of went away, I think, and the person who had it couldn't see it anymore, you know, but uh, I, I, I know, guess... I think because... it's like, when you're in the line, that's like it, because it's still going to come get you one day. I yeah, bet. true, true, there you go, yeah, because you're in the line, yeah, so you would get you one day, so I guess you're always able to see it. It's like, oh, kind of like a warning, like, yep, you can still see me. <laughs> and you know, I want to know? Uh, what wonder, happens uh, if you kill someone above you? 
Hmm. Wait, wait, what? I was thinking that also. Like, what if you just die of natural causes? Like, does it go to, like, the next person? I what if, so, like, because, someone because kills you? Dead. Like, like, what is it honestly, like, trying to do? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it trying well, to I mean, steal like, souls? Once you die, does it rape your corpse? You know, still, and get your soul? Like, it's... Which, it's, like, the best part and the worst part about the movie. They don't tell you why it's doing it. You know, or what it achieves when it does it. It's just all you know that it wants to kill you. And in a way, that's what makes it so scary, though. It's literally, it literally just wants to kill you, and it all it wants is to is to walk towards you at a brisk pace <laughs> and get you. It kind of reminds me of like the old school, like Michael, Ma- like Halloween movies, like with Michael Myers or Friday the Thirteenth with original Jason. Just they don't run, they don't. They maybe a brisk walk, but they just move very slowly towards you to kill you, and that's all they do. And that's what it really reminded me of the most. That classic, like, 80s just walk towards you and you're going to die and you cannot stop it. This unstoppable juggernaut of, like, death and things. Well, sure. I mean, it's rife with references. Like, the main character's name is Jay, which is short for Jamie. Jamie Lee Curtis. Ah. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Yeah. 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 Garflack. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean, like it was, it's it definitely like paid homage to a lot of older horror movies with not just the setting, but the characters and the the I guess the archetypes of different characters too. Pretty much there, and uh, a lot of sex too. <laughs> but um, it was it was just it was very interesting that like at first when it was being described, I thought that it would just take one form and that's it, and then when it started changing forms, I was like, oh shit. Now we're in. Now we're in for it. Like I thought, it would be like one form per person. I think the scariest form for me. Well, there's two that are like kind of like the worst. When she first sees it, like in her college, and it's like that old lady walking towards her. Yeah. The look on that old lady's face. Oh my god! And there's no makeup, no weird shit, no blood coming off. No, it's just her face, and that's it. And she's walking towards her with this deadpan look. And it's just, you know, it's just fucking creepy. And it just keeps on walking towards her. And the other one is like the, that, that fucking giant that walks into her room. Yeah, that's the one that got me. It just, it just walks in. No noise, just, and just walks around. It's like, holy God, you know, why? And the way it just just came into view. And that's, that's, that's and that's also the weird thing too, is that um, uh, it wouldn't, it broke down the window to get into that dude's house, but it was knocking on his bedroom door for him to open it like it didn't just bust it open which is weird because well, it didn't at... get to that point yet like uh it was knocking and then it after a while it would uh oh yeah break good it down. point it probably would do that after a while like it would just knock 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 fuck this shit and just break shit down yeah he i think and, and a it point takes, there, like within the like with like the shed the, the, the rotting shed like that was uh you see like it just it knocks and knocks then it like kicks the door then it crawls through mm. yeah true yeah i thought i kicked the door because like there's already a hole in it so it was like oh look a way in let me make it bigger yeah and yeah. uh actually ironically enough um the, the the weird kid with like the teeth that hissed that was the least scary form in my opinion that it took 
just because it was the most uh, traditionally like kind of like, horror esque kind of monster. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Of course, it's gonna crawl through the door like a little like a child and, and scream at you. I was like, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, with like the fucking black makeup around its yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure someone asked the director to do that. Like, yeah. Um, can you just throw like a classic, you know, a little little thing in there just for everyone else to use it for me, please? You know, just throw it in there. You know, do what you gotta do. I totally thought they were screwed at that point. I when they, when there was like the. Uh, and they open up the wall, that like the sliding door. I was like, oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting about this monster, too, is it's not very efficient at what it does. You know? Like, I wonder if it has a limited memory span. Or a memory at all. It just wants to, like, go after you. Whatever's immediately there is what it sees. Right, but if, like, we're assuming that it can get as strong as it needs to, why not just, like, punch through walls? Huh? Why use doors at all? <laughs> Hmm. That's a good hmm. point. A very right, good point. I want to get down to the, the the points that matter in this movie. This is a very good point. You raise a valid argument. Why does it use doors? <laughs> I mean, when he wants to be polite. Okay, it's it's a very it's a very conscientious monster. What is it? It's a barbarian. Yeah, Caspian, the friendly uh, neighborhood <laughs> STD. <Yeah>. It's a <laughs> demon, not like a low life. I mean, you know, Jack Nicholson, when he went crazy in The Shining, found a way to go through doors without using doors. Here's Johnny. Well, I guess the monster's first mistake was not being... Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack <I> Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those movies where it's like, like, it was very well done and it was very stylized and I liked it, but it was just like, I had the same gut reaction from other horror movies where it's like, like, Jason, like, why are you toying with that? Just like, kill him. Or, like, idiot, like, victim number four. Why are you running into this dark room with <laughs> Michael Myers inside of there? You're an idiot. Like, I had the same kind yeah. of gut reaction, but with the monster. You ever watch I... a movie called The Strangers? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the thing I like about The Strangers is that they toy with they toy with the people in the movie just because they can. You know, so it's almost, like, explained just because of that. It's like... They get off on torturing like these poor people mentally, and there's they do things in that movie they don't like the killers do things in that movie they don't have to, but they do it just because they can. <laughs> and it's just it's a beautiful. Uh, that's probably the wrong choice of words, but yeah, it's a beautiful movie, but it's fucked up. I think I also blame like uh, some screenwriting with that because when you're writing like a horror scene, what do you want to do to get to the audience? Instead of having the character look around the corner, have them look forward so the audience goes, no, 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 and you get them on the edge of your seat, so it's a way to kind of build tension. But yeah. there's like a point where that becomes a trope, to a point where that be kind of becomes like stale. Yeah. But I do think yeah. it's interesting that you, the, um, the three of us at least, have had three very different reactions. Uh, Sergio, what do you think? About the movie in general? Well, or yeah, in general, the- yeah. Uh, I think it was a very well done movie. Um, it had it's it, it's cool how it had a lot of the tropes of like uh, like Halloween and you know um, like Friday the Thirteenth, but uh, I, I did like it. Didn't have any jump scares. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't gory. A lot of a lot of scare movies today have this trouble where I think they're like, oh, there needs to be a lot of blood or there needs to be something just to freak you out just because, and we're gonna just keep putting that in the movie and call it a scary movie. But I think this was like a, a true. I don't think it was a scary movie. I think it was a thriller. 
You know, it was very suspenseful. It was like a very suspenseful movie. And people were saying, oh, it really scared me. This is like the scariest movie I've seen in a long time. I don't think it was a scary horror movie. I think it was a thriller. Like, the best parts mm. of the movie to me were, were the suspense building. The parts where uh, the, the, the cinematography is beautiful. The parts where the cinematography would just it would be like a wide-angle shot or like a long shot. Like, uh, you know, when she was in her classroom and uh, the way the camera was framed on her, then it cut to the window. And I was like, oh, it's going to be out there. And then it cuts back to her and you see like a long shot out of the window and then you're not sure if that old lady is walking towards her if that's it until it starts getting closer and it starts walking in more of a diagonal straight line through everything just to walk up to her and she's just like huh is that is that it and then when it walked by a group of people just sitting down just walking that they didn't react to like an old lady in uh in a hospital gown you know, and I was just like, everyone would react, react to it, obviously, but they were just oblivious to it. So she was like, oh, crap, that's it. Or even, even I love the shot, and it reminds me of Signs, where uh, it's a scene after, uh, you know, it, it broke into her house, and, you know, she had a, two, like, a, her sister and her, her friend uh, stay in her room. Uh, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it kind of burst in and everything, and, and she left. And then eventually they came back to their house. They came back to her house. Everybody was slept over in her room. She, she, you know, like like closed down her door and everything. Uh, and they're like, "Oh, let's go out to this uh, this this beach. Let's go have some fun." Yada yada. And she was just kind of just deadpan. She just was just afraid for her life. But she was just so tired and so worn down. They get in the car, and as they drive down the street, you see it up on the roof. And it's a big, yeah. tall man, and, and it's, like, uh, naked, yeah. and you're like, what the, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that suspense of, like, just waiting for it to happen, you know? Like, you thought it was going to be outside the window, or when she opened the door to her room, it would be outside there, or it's still in the house. But it was on her roof. Like, was it about to break in? <laughs> or something? It's like, what the hell is it is it doing? I mean, it can get into the house. I mean, it did it already, but what's it doing? <laughs> On the roof, and why is it in like a scary, like naked man? Like, what the hell? Like, what? I mean, it chose to be clothed, you know, like uh, earlier. But I mean, I, I guess it, it, it takes on more forms that are, I don't know, disturbing to the person. So I guess to her, like a naked old tall man would be disturbing to her. But just that shot alone of them leaving the house and just like this shot of it just being there, just looking straight at them. It's like, what the hell? It's so <laughs> freaky. That's so freaky. Like, that's that's freakier than when other directors in movies I chose to, okay, and here we'll put a jump scare. Here a face <laughs> will come out into the night or a face will pop up like from, from the back of the room through the darkness and just yell and freak everybody out. Just like the movie, like Dave mentioned, uh, the, the Strangers, where um, you know, a couple of uh, hicks were pretty much terrorizing people best because they can. There's a shot in the movie that's amazing where uh, uh, they are being terrorized. Um, not not to the full extent in the movie. If you haven't seen the movie The Strangers, it's awesome. Anyway, uh, the woman is in the house and she moves towards the kitchen. She knows like somebody's outside. I don't think things have kicked off yet with uh, with the frightening and everything. She's in the kitchen and uh, there's, there's like a record player playing and everything like that, an old time record player. And she's looking out towards the window. And as the camera pans like uh, beyond her view, like into the house, like it's in like the camera's looking from her to the rest of the house there is a guy that walks into the frame and just stands there 
Oh just, yeah, yeah. I, I went, I went to to the movies to just to, <laughs> in, in the movie theater. It was amazing because every like female in that audience like freaked out. All you heard was just high pitched screams as the guy stepped into the back of the frame, the inside of the house, and she's oblivious. She's still looking out of her kitchen window. And it's like the freakiest thing ever. Not because it's a forced jump scare. Not because there's blood all over him. It's just a guy in a mask standing in back. Something as simple as that. Giving you suspense. Like, what is he going to do? Is he going to make himself known? Is she going to notice? We can see him. Can he see him? Like, I love stuff like that in in, in scary, quote-unquote, scary movies. Like, thrillers, things like that. Just... Just the movie directors now need to stop putting things just to assume the audience is stupid, that we need to see some ghastly, gory figure for us to be scared. It's not right. that. To me, it's the suspense more than anything else. It's the buildup to that. Like uh, the Haunting in Connecticut movie. I thought it was it was pretty good until they started showing the actual uh, ghosts that were haunting you. But before that, when things were creaking and moving around and... You know when uh, when the when the girl was seeing something in the darkness mm-hmm. behind the door, but yeah. you didn't see anything. But there was something there in the darkness behind the door, and it just your imagination just filled it up. And it's scarier for your own imagination to fill something up than it is for the director just to show you blankly. So I think this movie. Uh, did a really good job with that because you didn't know when it was coming and when it was the suspense of it getting to the main character was just so thrilling it was so gripping that I was just like oh god (laughs) like ah there it is (laughs) oh my god and there was that one uh, rotating long shot where she's in the library, and you just even even though the scene really didn't have like a, a scare to it, you just it was the knowledge that it was just walking while she was in school the whole time and just dreading what could happen. I find, like, by watching the movie, it's, like, it makes me, like, look at the background a whole lot more. Like, when, mm-hmm. I, first yeah. saw, when I first saw it in the theater and even watching it again, like, to, just to recap, it's, like, I'm, I I know it's not in the background, but I'm still looking at the background, like, where is this motherfucker? I'm going to see it. It's going to be walking towards him. And there's times where they do it, and they have it walking towards, like like Amber was saying, like, in the library, where when they, once they find out, like, Jay's real name, and basically they're, like, sitting in the car and they're talking about it. And, like, through the windshield, you actually see, like, someone walking towards the car. And there could be a student walking to class, or they could actually, it could actually be the thing walking to the car. But no one, like, says anything about it, and they just drive away. That's it. So it's, like, it leaves the audience wondering, like, was it the demon? Was it not? You know, they just do a lot of shit like that. And it's just, like, a lot of just, just stuff in the background. You know what I mean? And... I don't know about you guys, but I felt really, really, really bad for, like, the geeky friend she has that's, like, always, like, infatuated with her. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that poor dude. That poor, s- <laughs> that poor son of a bitch. It's, like... He's all he's like, def- I'll take it from you. Yeah, she's like, no. I'll, no, you're dumb. <laughs> I'll save you. She used the, the classic, like, friend line, I don't want to hurt you. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, this poor kid can't get a break. Even, like, him trying to get some to save her life, she's like... I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to see you get hurt. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, she did know him longer than the other guy. Like, she didn't have, like, the the um, weight of, like, a long-term friendship with the drug dealer. I don't even know if he was a drug dealer. I'm just saying the drug dealer now. I'm assuming he was. <laughs> Although, like, she did, it was a good idea for her to actually go with the drug dealer guy just because he did seem like a pimp. So she he's going to bang her and then he'll bang, like, another chick within, like, two days or a day. And then he'll just go from there. So he seems like the kind of guy who gets around a lot. I was so frustrated how fast he died. Because I thought they had a really good setup. Like, 
they live like right off the street from one another, so she can scout it out, let him know, he can get ready. But like, nope. <laughs> well, the want, problem Mom? was he didn't believe her. That was like the whole problem. Yeah. Like, if he believed her, I think he would have been more vigilant and maybe not have like you know turned his phone off. <laughs> but like, he didn't. He was just like, "Where am I gonna like get in those pants?" And then like, you know. That's it. And then I'm going to go on to the next hospital chick. Because he like, pretty much did that. Or was it in the cafeteria? I couldn't tell. It was a cafeteria but, um, somewhere. Probably cafeteria yeah, in the hospital. I would think it was a cafeteria in the hospital <laughs> minutes after he finishes. That's, that's how I read that scene. Um, but yeah, he, he didn't believe her. So he's just like, whatever, I'll go to bed. And then, like, you know, even like when the monster later is like, as we we're kind of saying, like, um, as the monster's like pounding on the door and she's like don't answer it and he's like mom what the fuck and it's like boom you're dead it's like if he believed it he probably would not have answered the door like that you know what I mean yeah so I think it, it was a good setup but I think if he had actually believed what was going on was actually happening then it would have been a much different scenario but I mean it's, it's, a, it's a tall tale you know, hard to believe. Yeah, I guess there was a... I didn't really notice it upon my first viewing, but now that we talk about it, there was a lot of things, I guess, that just happened to just make the movie scarier. And, yeah. And upon further inspection, maybe don't quite hold up as much. Yeah, I mean, like, my... like I, I'm I'm a creature of, like, my, my gut reaction at the end of things. And, like, during the movie, I was, like, you know, I was invested. I was, like, it was, the suspenseful moments are definitely really well done. But then it got to a point where it's, like, the movie's over. And there wasn't that residual, like, this could happen to me kind of thing. I don't know why. It just it didn't, I'll, like, click. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like, I'm a big fan of horror movies also that just, like, I kind of walk home kind of, like, feeling kind of funny. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like so, you were saying with uh, Blair Witch Project on Sunday, it's like yeah. that's the sign of for me of a great horror movie is that it keeps that residual effect where you're walking in the woods and you're like, uh, can I sleep here tonight? Because reasons. Um, but it just didn't. This movie, this particular movie, did not have that effect, and as well done as it was, I think it kind of fails in being a horror movie for me because it doesn't have that like echo. You know? Well, do you consider like kind of psychological horror in the same league as traditional horror? Well, I mean, like, uh, what do you mean? Like, um, Jacob's Ladder is much more of a psychological horror film. Right, right. Um, well, I haven't seen that, so uh-huh. I can't speak to that. But um, I don't know. I guess I, I like more psychological <laughs> stuff better than traditional horror. Because <laughs> for me, it usually does have that lasting or well, things I mean, that like, are like Aliens is like traditional horror or right. Alien. I mean. Right, I don't know. I I like both of them. I can't pick a, a better, but yeah. it's just it's just that how you feel and how it like manipulates your emotions at the after it's all said and done. Well, like one thing that now that I think about it is a uh, hearing you guys. You guys have seen a lot of horror movies over the years. You guys have been fans of horror films. I myself have only recently gotten into the the genre. Like mm-hmm. Alien, I watched Dark Jacob's Ladder. Like a uh, that was kind of, Jacob's Ladder was kind of like one of the only horror films I had really seen. So uh, seeing this movie, I don't have a lot of the the tropes engraved in my head as much, so I don't notice them. So to me, when I see this movie do something that a lot of films have done, I mean, 
the only it's other thing I have. Yeah, it's like, it's it's the most original thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I've seen yeah. like The Babadook, which is a pretty original indie film. But um, oh, I heard that was really really good. I got to very very yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. Damn, it was good. But yeah, so like, I think uh, coming a lot of original into this movie, shit. that's without, coming from Dave. Yeah, yeah without the the prior knowledge enhance the experience artificially yeah so like when you're on the edge of your seat like i'm sitting there going like oh it's gonna jump out any second now it's gonna jump <laughs> and then it jumps and i'm like yep that's a jump or up oh, yep this is gonna be a fake scare just watch it oh wait it was a dodgeball yeah yeah it's a fake scare <laughs> whereas yeah, you're was, just like was what all was about that <laughs> whoa yeah i can see that but, yeah I think it's not really like what's traditional and what's not. It just depends on the movie itself and how it plays on your fears. You know, very like, true. Yeah, it's not really a movie you can relate to, but movie that just fucks with you. Like for instance, Event Horizon. We're never gonna go into space. You know, the the four of us. You know, we're never gonna go like by the rings of Saturn, some shit like that. But the movie was still for me was still scary. It, it was. still stuck with me. You know, after I left the theater and when I got home, I couldn't sleep because I kept on seeing like the crazy chick with no eyes and whatnot. And like, it w- w- what made it scary was the whole like fear of the unknown. And not only that, but like how the ship knew your fears, knew what scared you. And that's what kind of like stuck with me the fact that it could, no matter what I do, the ship's going to know what scares me. The ship will know how to get to me. Yeah, just even for the fact that um, you know it went into the unknown, like the event horizon, this this, this this ship went into a part of space and came back, and when it came back, it brought something with it. So just even the fact that it went somewhere, you're just like, where the hell did it go? Like where, like what the hell happened? Like it ended up somewhere in some like dimensional whatever, like hell or some shit, and then it came back. It's like what? Where? Where the hell was it? <laughs> then it came back with this like haunting and like it was absolutely terrifying what was going on. And Doctor Grant from uh, <laughs> I never looked at him the same way. God. <laughs> um. Yeah, another movie to to scope out. Event Horizon, people. If you haven't seen that. Yeah. Good flick. Another um, like good like just suspenseful movie. Also, that's kind of free. Believe it or not, that also scared me as a little kid and probably scared most of us. Which, when you look back on it, only because we've never seen anything like that beforehand. Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah. seriously, think about it. Like, you're a little kid. We all were little kids when we saw that. Dinosaurs are great, but nothing's ter- more terrifying than something that's chasing you down. You know? And I remember that movie giving me, like, nightmares. And I was, like, old enough to watch it, but it still gave me fucking nightmares watching it. Because, like... I didn't have nightmares, but it did freak me out. But, yeah, it didn't freak you out, but just the fact that, like... Something's like chasing you down. Like I had like T Rex nightmares for like a while. Like after, oh, like, dude, the, the whole the whole T Rex scene was 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 scary as a kid. It was just like what the hell? No, Velociraptors. That's what got me. Yeah. <laughs> not you Those know what else? Just can open doors. And not only that, but the sounds they made. Like they didn't make they made sounds that we don't hear at all. Like they had to. Yeah. That's what I think was like the worst part about it. So again, even though Jurassic Park wasn't a scary movie. It was more of a suspense thriller action-adventure movie. It still had parts that were just, like, put you at the edge of your seat. Like, and, also, and also, being a kid watching it, like, you put, I don't know if you did, but, like, um, you know, I think people did. They, you put yourself into, like, the shoes of the kids. So when, like, the, the T-Rex gets out and it's, like, attacking them, you're like, oh, God. You put yourself in there and you think how, how scary that is as a kid to have this thing just, like, down in your face and chasing you to eat you. 
I remember like when we're watching in the theater, like we're all it's at the part where they all get to electrified fence, and they're talking about like you know like climbing over it, mm-hmm. and then you hear like the T Rex like roar in the distance. I just remember mm-hmm. like some lady out in the front just scream, "Climb over the damn fence!" And just, <laughs> just like she reacted to it like worse than anyone, "Climb over the fence!" And, <laughs> and like the crowd started laughing, and they start climbing. Everyone's like, "Oh shit! Climb! 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 Climb!" So. You don't even have to be a little kid to get put in their shoes. You just have to be, like, in those shoes. You know, like, shit. I'm, like, an adult with two kids and things are trying to eat me. I gotta climb this fence. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and while we have enjoyed talking about this movie, it is getting to be about that time where I get to kick in and ask you guys my secret question. To answer your question, Greg, eight inches. That's it. He got he knew what the question was. Sorry, guys. It's a quick one. It's a yes or no question. No. Um. So what I want to ask you guys is the brand new Dave eject button. Just got that. You can't Nice. It worked. Like a dream. Um, and we'll inform Dave when he comes back. But what I want to ask you guys is, and we kind of touched on it lately during the podcast where I was like, no, 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 no. So I got to start thinking of better questions that we don't talk about in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> I knew it. This thing is chasing you. You have, well, let's make it a two-parter. Why is, why do you think this thing is chasing you? Like, what do you well, think it's, know it's. Why. <laughs> no, 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 but like, but like, what are its motivations? So, like, we know it's because you slept with someone that you weren't, you know, that had the thing, and now it's killing you. But why is it chasing after? And why, in that order, do you think? What? So, like, it it goes up the the food chain, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, it goes to you, then it goes to the person you slept with, then it goes to the person they slept with, stuff like that. Why, like, make up make up motivation for the the demon. Uh, it wants my lucky charms. Did it? <laughs> Did it? Anything, Amber? Anything? Uh, Dave, what do you think? So it probably has something to do with, and I really overanalyzed this when I saw the movie and watched it again. But um, it's probably like an ancient evil type of thing. You know, it's probably been around for like quite a bit. And basically, it's just something... Because if you notice, when it's like... When a drug dealer guy gets killed by, like, his own mom. And the way it's, like, humping him. It's humping him very, like, lovingly in a horrible sense. So, like, maybe it's just looking for that, that human warmth or emotion or God knows what. You know, which is why it, it it's trying to kill people, maybe. I guess. Mm. Or it just has the greatest libido on the planet. I don't know, <laughs> but... Yeah. So, I think that it feeds off a human's will to live. And the stronger your will to live, the more it chases after you. I mean, it chases after you regardless. But if it, the fact that you are running away, the fact that you're trying to get away from it, is what attracts it. So... Interesting. And when you pass it along to someone, you're just sort of extending its reach extending its eye hmm that's pretty cool and it doesn't chase after people 
who have passed it along, not because it's not no longer interested, but because they think it's no longer interested in them. Hmm. I have the One Ring of Power, and it was sent by Sauron to thwart my efforts to throw it into Mount Doom inside of Mordor. <laughs> God. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm all for seeing some random shit, but what? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> I have the One Ring of Power. Don't ask how I got it. I got it through some means. But now, it wants to stop me, but I'm headed to Mordor to throw it into Mount Doom. Sauron said it to stop me. I'm oh like, God damn it, Sauron. So, so <laughs> you can get away from it is eagles. Exactly. So I call on Jason David Frank from the Mighty Wolf of Power Rangers to help me out. He's a part of my band of... <laughs> that will help me get there. <laughs> I tell him to summon the Zord. So he summons, <laughs> he summons the Tiger Zord. Oh, God. Also, in my... Merry band of merry men. We have Robin Hood Men in Tights Merry Men, including Dave Chappelle. And I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> I'm answering you your, your I'm answering your damn question. Also I have Eddie just Murphy. Have it, Craig. Just also have it. I have Eddie Murphy who's playing Orlando Bloom <laughs> as Legolas. <laughs> and at the same time I have Phil Lamar doing the voice of Jon Stewart in the Justice League, so I have his voice coming along to narrate the whole ride. So, Greg, what do you think the motiva- his creature's motivation is? Why do you think it's doing it, Greg? Wait, uh, <laughs> I kind of like, Amber- kinda like Amber's, not uh, Amber's thing, where oh, thank you. it, it kind of like, it, the reason why it's walking so slowly, and I'm just going to add to it a bit, the reason why it's walking so slowly, I bet, is so that you will, like, you know, sleep with we'll someone else it. to try to get rid of it. And then, thus, I, th- I bet you it's like it eats off of its, the victim's energies of, of some kind. And thus, when you sleep with someone, you give him more food. Or you give it more food. Yeah. So, essentially, you're, 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 it's like you're, it's like when you're making, it's making the cows make the burgers in the steaks. Essentially. I can see that. Which I think is pretty cool. Or. So, the more it, you. The more it scares you, the juicier your 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 meat will be. Well, and it, I, looks I don't, like, it looks like yeah, that you care be. about to hurt you, so it feeds off of your your misery, or it feeds off of your your drive to get away from it. And it tries. To I, th- I think it, it feeds off of your misery because it only really gets you when you give up, when you lose the will to live. Right. Yeah. Like that's what happened to the first victim. She's just like, "Fuck it, I'm, I'm it, dying anyways." Yeah. I'm just trying to think of how like how different its methods of killing were between her and uh, drug dealer, because with the girl she gave up and it mutilated her. With with the, uh, the drug dealer, he kind he was caught off guard and it just sort of like save it almost like savored his death. Yeah. So maybe 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 just maybe like it killed him easier just because again he not really gave up just because he just it was like a really quick kill. Whereas with the, the girl in the beginning, since she probably she probably ran away from that thing for like a while, yeah, you know, so that's probably why it was much more just had enough of her. <laughs> exactly, you know, so like it put it to her in the work. Like it, we all joke around about breaking a hip, but it's like it broke some shit on this chick. Yeah, so, her leg was like flapping, kind of. Pretty maybe much. The longer you run away, the hornier the ta- it gets. Well, the tastier you get. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> 
Dave, I'm going to hit that eject button again. It's going to happen. That was one. Okay, running command. Restart Dave. He has to be rebooted. And got to wind the crank. Or, like, I... If you want to go on a slightly more comedic side, like, what if it is all an STD and, like, the creature is just trying to warn, like, everyone that, like, hey, you have this thing. Sex can and wait. it's not Master actually me. the one that's killing things. It's, like, something else that's killing them. And it just has the world's worst timing. So, it's, like, it's like when, um, when uh, the, what's his name, the kid in the beginning moves it to her the thing's just like no way you have a thing now i know how to cure it but everyone's so freaked out it's like but you only have you know a couple days before you die and then it like it passes it like she passes it off to like the guys on the boat and she's like oh man and it's just like all right hey guys on the boat just so you know you slept with that girl (laughs) just trying to like (laughs) warn everyone as best it can but it just can't no. That's what I think it does. I think it's a good Samaritan. I mean, I think that this really does highlight how like many questions there still are about the movie. Do you think that like that it's good that they're going to address it in the future? Because they did state that. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure exactly who in the creative team stated this, but I, I read online that there is going to be a se- there is a sequel in the works. Oh really? I didn't and know. And the sequel, I mean, because you know the film abrupt ended pretty abruptly. Like there was, oh sure, yeah. There was that crazy like whatever happened with it throwing all that stuff in the pool. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which was almost a little sadistic of it. That was a little weird. Just kind of digressing. Well, it was smart. It was like, yeah. oh, you're gonna kill me this way. Well, you're in the pool, so how about I just use yeah, that your showed plan it, that against showed an you? Odd amount of intelligence on its part. I mean. Like, cause it, yeah. it it showed that it, it can swim. It showed that it was uh, it knew how to like it was prepared to drown her. It, it was it was mm. it was prepared to like electrocute her to death, kind of. Um, but then after they after after that scene where they're walking, and then it cuts cuts that scene where they're walking on the sidewalk. You just see it, and then it just ends. And it was kind of like I thought I thought there was going to be a, a lot more movie there. It was very um, what's the word uh, <laughs> jarring to uh, yeah. to say the least. So I'm, I think that it, it stuck with me because of how jarring it was, but I, I don't know if, if, uh, if I like how, how loose of an ending it was. I mean, I, it, it kind of keeps it with that, you know, <laughs> typical, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thanks Dave, uh, keeps it with that typical, like, horror movie ending where it's like, you know, uh, Freddie and Jason face off at the end and then... Jason decapitates Freddy, but then Freddy winks, and it's like, oh, shit, is that a dream? Part two? What the fuck? <laughs> there was almost, like, there was, was not even, a like, a hint of closure. It was literally, like, here, they're gonna try to kill it, and they're gonna have this crazy, elaborate scene in the pool, and it's, it's really high stakes, and then they shoot it, and the entire pool gets filled with blood, and then it's following them, and... Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so, like, I know from what from what I read, the, uh, the sequel is going to actually follow the same people, and they're going to try to trace its history, and try to find out exactly what it is by going up the line of people who have passed it along in hopes of defeating it. Hmm. So it's going to be Which, called It's History. Yeah, It's History. <laughs> I hope. Um, I hope. I, I th- I'm really excited about that. I, I, at the same time, appreciate the movie for what it is, even if the ending was jarring. I think that it was, it was still, it still was successful. Sure. And something else that was interesting is there were no intro credits. You're it's just right. It just starts. The movie. Oh. Yeah, and the only time we see the title is well, after the girl's that. Well, running jarring. right away, right? 
Yeah, we don't see. It's just like she's running away, and like yeah. we don't oh, see any credits. We don't see any title scene. Uh, and I think that's why it's it's so jarring too, is because that's the first time we see it. So it goes like it follows. You know, it's just yeah. like, well. Uh, well, you see, in the beginning, you have the, the three rings for the elven kings under the sky. Then you have the seven <laughs> for the door floors and the halls of stone. Then you got nine for the mortal men doomed to die, and one for the dark lord on his throne in the land of Mordor, where the shadows lie. And I'm Again, the one that has the eject button. Like I'm the one that has the Dave off button. Really, man? Really? Yeah, well, Dave, that's because, a... Dave, that's because there's only one ring to rule them all, and one <laughs> ring to find them. One ring a... to bring them all in the darkness. Bind them. It's a it's a ring. It's a cock ring. You're talking about Lord of the Cock Rings. It's and a movie. Surge. It exists. It's a movie that exists. Well, psychology things. Dave's uh, name. Command input. And enter. We have enter for. That's all the time we have for the podcast this week. We stopped, everyone. <laughs> Tune in next time as we talk about a different subject in the world that we care about, our nerd world. You can also catch us on iTunes, search for Bad Cody Funky. If you're on your Android devices, download the SoundCloud app and catch us there, Bad Cody Funky. Make sure to check us out for everything you actually care about and join the conversation on twitch.tv slash badcodyfunky. I'd like to thank everybody who comes in every week and watches and uh, during the week as well when we play on PlayStation 4, doing random games, uh, mainly Destiny of late, but we'll be uh, doing some Star Wars Battlefront when that comes out very, very soon in November. It's going to be... Awesome. So join us for the fun there at twitch.tv slash funky. Make sure to like, follow, share, like, subscribe. We got our Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all the fun stuff uh, for your own very special platforms. So until next time, which is Thursday, 930 Eastern Standard Time, this has been Dave the Bearded Menace. Yo. Booster Greg. What up? And Amber. Hey, y'all. Sergio, thank you guys for watching and listening. See you later, or we'll see you another time. So I thought of I thought of another way to get rid of the monster that's a little more permanent, but a little more like kind of over the top. A vasectomy. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but what you do is it all involves being able to seduce an astronaut. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It'll, it'll be part. That, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>